Welcome back. Yes, welcome, welcome. We miss sports. Let's talk about it. So what do we what do we got today? Oh, the wine. Well, first, who who's who's bringing this episode to us today, Samuel? Oh, geez. Excuse my Espanol here. This is our first our first foreign foreign venture. T- today's episode is brought to us uh, first the year. The year, the year. year. Don't forget the year. First the year. 2017 again. Um, one of these days we, we must find a 2016. You ought to figure out how to how to say 2017 in Spanish. I think it's I think it's dos mil diecisiete. That's what it is. Yep. Yes, AP Spanish. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say dos <laughs> cero <laughs> un siete. But, um, yeah, it's brought to us by Campo Viejo. Um, Campo it's a, Viejo. It's a Rioja from... Which means red. I want to say it's from California. No, 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 no. It's not, no, no. Whatever. Anyway. It's definitely from Spain. It's, it says it's from Spain, Spain on yeah. The back. It, it's from Logroño, Spain. Yep. Okay, regardless. It's a red wine. So, you know, last time Noah and I did a red wine, uh, however many episodes ago, uh, it, it brought intense sadness. Intense sadness. So I think that's American wine. However, um, Spanish wine, I think, should bring out a fiery conquistador and spirit. this is a year older. Yes, exactly. You must remember that. That's what I, I looked out for before I made this purchase. Um, oh, I mean, sorry, our sponsors sent this in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a three out of five on the intense scale, a two out of five on the complexity scale, and a three out of five on the fruity scale. But I think we will be the judges of that. So I've yet to take a sip. Um, usually I, we do, I, I think we're fine before the episode. I've taken a few sips, but t- I want to hear, hear your first reaction to this. All right, sip loading. Definitely better than the last one. I would agree. Much better. Definitely better. Although, maybe I don't, I don't know the word for it because we're not really experts yet, but I think that in principle, they taste similar. You see, I think this is, I think this is good stuff. No, I agree. It's, uh, it's definitely good, but I'm saying in principle, it tastes quite similar to the last one, well, but something else is well, different the, about the it. Main, I think that what the main difference is the aftertaste. With this, there isn't like that weird, bitter, dry aftertaste. I also think we're geniuses for airing these out. Oh, no doubt, because... It was a cork. Yes. It was a cork. I, full candor, Sam didn't see me, but I had quite the struggle with the cork. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use two different uh, bottle openers. But Sam, Sam, give me your, give me your hard rating here. Um, quick, easy, 7.2. All right. I hope that's higher than the one I gave the other one. But it must I be. think it is. It must be. Yeah, the other one was pretty, pretty I'm going gonna, gonna to go out on a limb and give this like a, a 7.5. All right. This is good stuff. Yeah. This is better than the some some of the white wines we've had. Some of the early ones, certainly. Some of the early ones. I think we've been yet to do a rosé. We have yet to do a rosé. Maybe that'll be next. Yeah. All right. Well. But that's good stuff. So so what's what's today's episode on, Noah? So basically, I encountered this on Bleacher Report. They put out a little article based. I think it's just you know kind of surrounding the, the last dance, the Jordan documentary. Right, Bleacher Report's kind of fake news, aren't they? Uh, I guess. <laughs> But uh, but what they're doing is you have to, you have fifteen dollars to create the ideal '90s NBA star. So there's five categories: you have scoring, jump shooting, the defense, playmaking, and then size and athleticism. And um, I'm not going to run through the whole picture. We'll probably post it. But basically, you have fifteen dollars. You create your ideal player, and me and Sam are, are going to break this down. Who who each of us chose? So I think I think what we should do is go category by category. Okay. And in our minds, we can paint a mental picture of the player that we are crafting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's also, it's essentially a starting five also. I think what it that we should being. start with size, just to paint a picture in our, our viewers' heads. Size and athleticism? Okay. Yes. 
And, and, and so the, for each category, there's five players. Each has a, a, a monetary value between $1 and $5. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, who did you pick for your for size? All right. So I, I started off uh, t- for $2. I spent $2, $2 on Charles Barkley. That was, that's who I initially went with. Oh, Why okay. did you pick Charles? Round mound of rebound. He's a big body. Very underrated player um, in history. And if tra- we're talking athleticism. He was extremely athletic. Um, a little unassuming, and I think quite comical to look at to do the, all the types of stuff that he's going to do later on after I describe my ideal player. It's going to be funny to watch a slightly bigger fella. Although, to be honest, during his playing days, he wasn't quite uh, as big. Now he's a big guy. How tall is Charles? I think he's, so he's, I like think six, he's only six, like 6'8 six, or 6'7". Six, 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 yeah, six, yeah, he's yeah, really something not like a that. big guy. Yeah. So he's not a, I'm not crafting a huge guy here. I'm crafting a sturdy, athletic guy. And Well, I think it's quite fitting that, that my size guy, this is my... Only five dollar pick, and that was Shaq. Okay. Well, I had you. How could you not pick? To me, it was like Shaq is the well, for the other people there. So it's Shaq, David Robinson, Sean Kemp, Charles Barkley, and Grant Hill. Yeah. So what? Shaq's like seven two, seven Shaq, one, something like Shaq that. Shaq is the biggest one. I mean, he's the most dominating force. No, in he the is. Nineties. That's that's a really good way to use your five bucks, man. I can't so, clown you on that. Yeah, I had to, and now we've got a little Shaq and Charles dichotomy see, see, going. See, yeah. So how I, <laughs> so how I see it though too is like. I think that additional three dollars could have been spent better in some of the other categories. Well, that's what I was thinking initially, and then because I had originally picked Charles like you, but then I looked looked again at the list, and nobody's as dominant as Shaq on that list. I feel like he's the best value. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what category what category do you want to hit next? Um, okay, let's rattle off playmaking then. I or had a lot of trouble with playmaking. Okay, so five dollars on down, it goes Stockton, Penny Hardaway, Jason Kidd. Tim Hardaway, and then, dude, I don't even know who that Johnson is. Dennis Don- Dennis Johnson, Johnson. probably. Yep. Is it? I, I don't have the picture in my head, but I imagine. All right, whatever. Yep. Um, so I went with the $3, no, $2 pick of Tim Hardaway. Okay. Um, this pick depended a lot on my other picks because I felt like I was getting playmaking elsewhere mm. so i didn't need to spend a lot of nope, money nope 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 you can't play it like that nope nope so nope no nope. you cannot play it like that what you get the playmaking from i mean obviously making plays is not only like the passing and the dribbling but to me right now in this playmaking category exclusively it's about passing and dribbling or no because all right because well we'll see I'll, I'll justify myself later with my other picks but i i originally had jason kidd and then i I went, I went low, and I got Tim Hardaway. Who, who'd you pick? All right, so I actually went with Stockton here. This was my you highest. Went with, this he was, was looking, my highest he was looking thing. Looking up John Stockton highlights no, before this. No, yeah. So, so to, to to back up that shame that Noah just brought out here, um, I initially was looking through the thing, and in my head, I was like, and uh, you know, sports gods forgive me. Objectively, it's kind of a weird list of players. It is. It's, it's not it, who you would immediately. Yeah, it think wasn't of. really in in a great order. I think that there were some better players that they could have put regardless either way i initially wrote down in my notes when i saw john stockton um i don't know why john stockton is at five forgive this take but all he did was run a mean pick and roll and obviously now i know that that is not entirely true ultimate i know assist that assist leader i know that he's the ultimate assist leader by a lot and the ultimate steals, steals leader by yeah. a lot so um i ended up going with john by reversing my hot take by saying he played the most unassuming game of basketball ever i thought he went out there. He did the stuff that he had to. In fact, I think that he should have been the one with the nickname, the mailman, because he kind of looks like a FedEx was, guy, and he dished the ball out the a thing. lot. He was the one delivering the ball to Carl yeah. Malone the whole time. What's going on with also, that? Also, people forget about Carl Malone. Yeah. That guy is number two all-time in scoring. I believe so. People forget Behind that. Behind <laughs> Kareem, I think. Behind Kareem. Yeah. 
very, very big deal, Carl Malone. And all right, probably, so, wait, well, ahead. not to go off topic, but Carl Malone's probably the best player to never win a ring. Correct me if I'm wrong. Until Mr. Durant a few years ago, probably, yeah. Yeah. But All right, now let's move on to scoring, huh? Scoring. All right, jumping across the board. So at $5 on down, Jordan, Kobe. This guy, I thought you said you weren't going to rattle off all the people. Well, I wasn't going to do it at the beginning. Oh, yeah, now we're going yeah, category yeah, yeah. by category. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people should know. Yeah, all right, let them know. Let them know. Jordan, Kobe. Kobe didn't really make sense for me there. He'd only been in the league for like four years. But oh, okay. the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, $4 for Kobe in the 90s? Come on. Okay. <laughs> but but uh, And then AI, Carl uh, Malone, and Hakeem Olajuwon. Who'd you pick? You picked Mr. Bean, didn't you? I did. But, you know, I didn't think of what you just said because you make a very solid point. I mean, 96, 97, 98, 99, like, obviously he was good. And I think 99, he's, like, very serviceable at yeah. $4. So, you know, I'll take that. But four, four bucks might have been a little overpriced for 90s Kobe. Um, that being said, that's, that is who I went with. Um, he has all the offensive tools. Yeah, that's about it. No need to justify that one. The people know. This was my thing. I'm looking at the list, and obviously, like, I already used – I wasn't going to pay $5 for Jordan because, you know, I kind of hate Michael Jordan, even though he's growing on me, given the last dance. But LeBron Gambling, guys, bald-headed Le- LeBron addict. guys. Yeah. Um, and then Kobe, like I said, the 90s thing. So the biggest steal to me is AI. AI three. is $3? For you can't beat that. But, you know, if you're going to go off that same argument – AI was also drafted in 96. So uh, we're going but for I think 90s AI. AI. No, that might be a bad pick. No, but AI was farther along than Kobe was. Because Kobe's coming in at 18. Or might have been like 18. Yeah, you think he was the 13th pick? Oh, oh, in the a- age? age? Yeah. AI yeah. played at Georgetown, and he's much farther along when he comes hmm. right into the league. See, although neither of us picked it, from a 90s standpoint, I think it would have been best to pick Malone. But I guess in our heads, we're not building big men. Well, dude, I was very <laughs> close to picking... Hakeem. At one. At one dollar. So now you're picking Shaq with incredible polished post moves and the playmaking penchant of, uh, who'd you pick for playmaking again? I picked Tim Hardaway. There you go. And a mean crossover. That's a hell of a player. But anyway, right. I, went with, I went with AI just because, I don't know, to me, to me it was the best bang for your buck, $2. Mm-hmm. Frugal. Um, so now yeah. we're talking, uh, let's go... Defense? Or, you know, we're on let's, scoring. Let's go jumper. Let's go jumper. You see, to me, this was the most irrelevant category. In because, a way. Because it's the 90s. Yep. The jumper. No, nobody's shooting jump shots. So this is where, this is where going in, I was going to go low. Um, so from five on down, it's Ray Allen, Reg, uh, Sam Houston, Steve Kerr, and Glenn Rice. So I went with Steve Kerr. Okay. Just, well, okay, full disclosure, I had Ray first. And then I completely reworked, worked, reworked my lineup, realized I was not spending $5 on fucking Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Even though I love Ray. No. Had his shoes. People forget. <laughs> um, no, I picked Steve Kerr because I feel like he was still like a, near, like a damn good shooter compared to the rest of them. But, uh, but he also brings the, the championship grit to that squad. Nobody else on that list has a ring. That's false. No, come on. Glenn Rice, baby. In the 90s? 2000 with the Lakers. All right, I stand corrected. Yeah. Is that the 90s? Uh, building well, a 90s ni- player 99, here. 99, 99. Because then, I mean, obviously, Ray has the rings. Yeah, but. yeah. But um, that's actually my take. I, I'm going to jump in there. I took Glenn Rice for many, many reasons. Um, but Who did he play for in the 90s? Orlando so he, he started with Miami for a while, and then he spent three years in Charlotte. That's who I was saying. And then L.A. for two, ring season, uh, and then, like, you know, 
career wash. But either way, I picked Glenn for many reasons. This guy was a career 40% shooter from three. I feel like Glenn was a fighter, too. Maybe. But either way, he was a sniper. And um, I also wrote down that I put him uh, in the surprisingly common breed of player who ends up being a million times better than their sons. His son, Glenn Rice Jr., played for the Sixers a while ago. No shit. He sucks. Huh. Yeah. I feel like normally it's the opposite way around. It, it should be. Hmm. Oh, well. So now we got what, what, one quick category left? The last category is defense. defense. Yeah. So this one, I was stuck. So from five on down, it's Dennis How Rod. much money do you have left? I guess that'll, that'll reveal Don't the answer. Well, it's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from on down, Rodman, Pippen, Gary Payton, Mutombo, and Ewing. Kind of a, kind of a loaded crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the 90s was all about defense. Yeah. Um, so I think this was a very important category to be picking from. Maybe the most important. And I and I went Gary Payton. Likewise. Okay, so I went. I've chosen. This might Gary. be the only time in the show's history that we've agreed on the. I know we're on a good run. Well, maybe when we rank those that. Boston teams. But, but no, I picked Gary because I mean, arguably the best defensive guard of all time. Yeah. Or up there. Up it's there. Could be argued. Can be argued, and the main reason I picked him was um, was for the trash talk. That, that same. Mm-hmm. same. Arguably the greatest trash talker of all time. That is He's why I picked him. That's my kind of guy. Unless he plays for the other team, in which case I call him a scoundrel. Right. Uh, control but, him. But you can't help but love him when he's on your team. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's, he's bringing he's, – he's not, he's not backing down when we have to go up against the combination of, of MJ and, 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 like, I don't know, fucking Reggie. Now, slight pivot here, slight pivot here, just because we're sort of on the topic. Biggest trash talker in the league today – Probably like what I don't know, Draymond or something like that. Dude, would, that's the would, thing. Would, I don't know. It's like not even. It's not. It's as, not even it's, talked it's not about. Not as prevalent. Yeah, but if if or maybe like I don't know. If if Draymond was a Celtic. I mean, dude, if they even look at each other the wrong way, they get attack. The, the league is definitely trigger happy on that. I mean, I think at one point we had Mook, uh, Marcus Morris. He was a hell of a trash talker. Yeah, he talked a lot one of his best plays when he yelled in what's his face's uh, face, and and one of wine hen memories fog. <laughs> but <laughs> right. So that's that. I mean, I think that... You think it's Draymond? Biggest trash talker? I actually don't know. It's, don't probably, it's probably someone we don't even think about. Yeah. I, I literally have no clue. I've, like heard, I've heard that, uh, that Steph and Clay actually, actually talk a lot talk of Talk a lot of smack? Yeah. If I was them, I certainly would. If I was Steph I'm, Curry, I would talk the most shit in the league. I mean, by far. I think the guy shooting from the moon. I really can't think of it. Who, I mean, LeBron doesn't really say LeBron shit. LeBron doesn't talk. I don't. I mean, I don't think he does. Oh, actually, maybe like Lance. Lance. Well, remember when he blew in LeBron's ear? That was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, this. This random list has. Uh, let's see how it ranks. You know, Sam, I think we're building a, a bit of a wine tolerance here. I know. It's because the, the, the bottle of wine isn't hitting as hard as, no, it, <laughs> as, it, as it did those first few episodes. So there's a lot of folks tied for 10th, so I'm not even going to bother with that. Although they do have Terry Rozier on there, which that's uh, interesting. They also have Giannis there, which is really interesting. You know, I actually I was going to start this episode with a fun fact about Giannis. I got this notification today that he, the, the Warriors are putting together quite the, the proposal, apparently, to, to woo Giannis. Giannis in free agency. Really? I mean, yeah. I wonder how the money thing's going to work. Deja vu over again. I think, I think they don't give a fuck yeah. about the luxury tax is no. what I've gathered. Yeah, That's, that may appear to be That, that has been clear over in, over in Golden State. But either way, this has Draymond at number one, Pat Bev at number two, Westbrook Patrick at three, Beverly. and Bede at four. They have Joe Ingles at six. That's interesting. 
But even like, I don't think any of those guys probably even talk that much shit. Yeah, I just feel like they're outspoken I even, people. I even think Draymond is like a fake tough guy. Yeah. Regardless, um, let's let's pivot a little bit because I think we we cruise that we cruise through that in r- reasonable time. So now the question I have for you, Noah, is what characteristics, m- without dollar amounts, are most important to you in your ideal sports fan? Yeah. So when you posed this question to me, I didn't really I didn't really give any characteristics. I just mm-hmm. kind of thought thought about like the types of people there are mm. when you watch sports, right? So I have I have the drinker, okay, who can't get through their favorite team's major sporting event without getting like obliterated. Yeah. Like they're It's they're, like a holiday. They're almost cradling like a bottle of Jameson like like it's their baby throughout the Super Bowl. Mm. And like win or lose, they'll just get hammered. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an opportunity for there to either be two wins or a cancellation because if your team loses, at least you won. But it's like the whole thing, win or lose, we booze. Yes, yes, exactly. It's that uh, guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's that guy. And then uh, I had snacks guy. Okay. There's the guy who doesn't show up if there's no guaranteed food. Okay. And like he's know, like, oh, we're watching the game. I'm not coming if we're not getting food. And this could be its own, you know, I, that's almost a double whammy to me. Because I feel like snacks guy is the guy who maybe he doesn't outrightly say, like, are you going to have food? But if you have snacks, at the mere mention of it, let's he will be on it. Like, you're passing around a bowl of pretzels. It's like... The bowl will stop. Yes, yeah. The the bowl hasn't come around in a little bit. It's it's, it's Snacks Guy. The bowl will stop (laughs) at Snacks Guy. And and, and if he comes over, even if it's not a sporting event... He's he's a freeloader, you know. Mm. He's 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 searching the cabinets for, yeah, for anything like, he can like find. When snacks guy comes over your house and your mom makes uh, appetizers or something like that, he he won't decline at first. You know, he he won't even hit it, hit her with the polite oh mm-hmm. no thank you miss. You know, he he's gonna go right in there. Um, he, not only will he accept the offer, he will ask for a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think this is more kind of this might be a little outdated, but I have channels guy or like channels family. Mm-hmm. You have that like. One friend where, like, their dad has, like, Red Zone, the direct TV package, like, every ESPN one, like, every channel imaginable that you may have to consume sports on. Mm-hmm. And there is that household. And that kind of ties into my next one, because usually channels guy is also couches guy, who has the best, like, the setup b- oh, yeah. around the TV. You know, channels guy might, like, eventually when he levels up enough. Um, well, first and foremost, when channels guy, le- or couch guy, sorry, when couch guy slash channel guy levels up. The TV increases actually by inches, so right. like you you know that you've you've met uh, an elite channels guy when his TV is much larger than the couch other one. slash channels guy probably has the TV the Samsung one that like arches it bends you know, a little has bit curve yeah he he definitely has a, a recliner or but, like but it might be his seat but called, if he's a nice guy he lets you sit in it they're not called love seats they're called like like love sa- love sacks that's yeah. what they're called they're massive bean bags you ever sat in one of those I've never it's like never. sitting on a fucking cloud yeah. well i think that's when you start to branch the couch guy into like is he cool couch guy or is he like classical couch guy well because there's nice there's very nice furniture and then there's furniture that's a little too comfortable that you feel uncomfortable yeah yeah because you don't really know what goes on on these couches like what what's going on in this on this on this love scene? Now, now I hate to keep branching Couch Guy, but is Couch Guy the type of guy who will personally let you into his house, or will he glue himself to his couch so that he does not lose prime real estate? Like, um, if you're coming to Couch Guy's home, you better not sit in Couch Guy's fucking chair. I think 
Now, what if you're a first-time guest? Like, is Although, it the type of thing where you, before you show up, like, let's say I'm going to your house, your couch guy, um, I ask you before, can I bring a friend? You don't really know the guy. Like, is that a conversation between me and my friend before I get there? Like, hey, like, do not sit in this seat, it's whatever you do. It's you bring do. that up because something that just I thought of is that couch guy, maybe he doesn't have his own chair. Maybe he's so proud of, of his whole collection. Of the, of the setup that, like, He'll let you sit anywhere because there's no bad seat in the house. All right. It's like Fenway Park. There's no, there's no bad seat. Couch guy does not even own a bad seat. Yeah. He'll, he'll take whatever he gets because he knows there's no such thing as a bad seat. A fucking legend. All right. And then, <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> that's, that's the best guy to have around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I hate couch guy. Hates snacks, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind, because couch guy probably has. If you got the bomb set up, you probably have a wide array of snacks and beverages. Yeah, and snacks guy can <laughs> just cleans him out. Like couch guy probably, he'll probably make a group chat with everybody except it, snacks. And guy. To, to actually top that off. Couch guy, um, I think couch guy, a characteristic he might have is he obviously enjoys sitting on the couch and enjoying the game, but snacks guy cannot sit still. He's always making trips up and down. And he's probably so, making, chomping away, chomping so he's, like rocks. He, he might be walking across the, the TV, and couch guy hates that. Oh, don't, man. Fuck, don't fuck with couch guy. No, and you know, couch guy's a thing too where I think you can earn that with age. Mm-hmm. You can you can start off as not a couch guy, but you will become a couch guy as I you think, age. I think every man aspires to be a couch guy. Yeah, everyone wants, but once there's a solidified couch guy in the group, he'll there always can be never couch, be two. There can never be two. He's he's an alpha. That's of the how group. you yeah. divide. That's yeah. how a civil war begins. <laughs> um, oh, and then yeah. so my last little, I, I had like there's the animal. Okay. Of the group, um, and this guy, he's kind of, he's not the biggest sports fan in the world. But he paints this picture where he is the biggest sports fan of the group. Okay. Because he, he'll be watching a game that everybody knows he doesn't give two fucks about. But he'll just make the most over-the-top. Whoa! Yeah, precisely. <laughs> he'll show up with his face painted. Oh, even man. Though everybody, like, and, but, and everybody sees right through it. Yeah. But he just, but he just keeps, he keeps going. Up, you think, I think that's one of those acts that... You can never back down once you and set the bar. And it's almost admirable yeah. how much he sticks to his, to his guns. Now, now, when I crafted this idea, I thought of it as um, traits, perhaps, of the ideal sports fan. I'm putting it all together. Right. So, so what I have is, uh, in no particular order, um, starting, I'm starting my you know, ideal sports fan off, man or woman or anything in between, um, with a great banter coupled with a deep hatred for referees. So, okay. um, like, you know, not only will, do they have great banter with the friends, and, like, always, they always know when to chime in. They don't talk too much. They don't talk too little. It's timed perfectly with the moments of the game. But if it's a negative banter, not only can they talk the most shit to the refs, if they see an opposing sports fan, they'll talk shit to them. Little kid, you want to wear a jersey I don't like? Talk shit to you. It's, it's everybody. I will say there's nothing worse... Than people who talk too much. I agree. <clears throat> during, okay, during a movie, sure. But during a sporting event, like, the only dialogue that should be coming out of your mouth should be, like, one, maybe three words at most yeah. at a time. That was good. <laughs> like, oh, great throw. <laughs> Hit it. 
like, just shit like that. Oh my god! <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> if if you, you ever get to the four word count, you know you said too much. You are not allowed to make active conversation with anything but the TV. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, actually, that's a good point. If you're gonna talk during a sports game, don't even. You're not talking to your friends, okay? Mm-hmm. You are talking to the the spirit that is the game. And even the only four letter word is. You see that shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, that, and that isn't even, that's not even at your friends. Yeah. That's like just at the world. That might even be at God. You see that yeah, fucking yeah. shit? Or, 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 uh, or I can't believe that. <laughs> those, those are the only yeah. acceptable ones. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe we'll craft a list of the acceptable four-word four, four phrases. Yeah. Uh, and then going off of that, I have... Put it in um, the Bible. Deep pockets slash great math skills to back up his financial decisions. So this is a gambler. Y- yes, that were, that's where the math skills could come in, in play, but they're not necessarily a gambler. So um, first and foremost, deep pockets, because if this great sports fan, like, you know, they're going to they're going to they're going to get a few drinks at the game. They're getting a few drinks. They might uh, get a me- they might get a meal at the game, depending on the time of the game. If it's and a daytime game, he's getting lunch there. And if we're if we're watching the game at home, he'll, he'll bring whatever. Yeah. You need you need him to stop at Big Y on the way. Yeah. Got we, you, bro. 30 rack? Of course I'll get it. That's a fucking... And, you know, maybe he'll Venmo you because obviously you don't want to take advantage of the guy, but he won't ask for the Venmo because, you know, it's not important to him. It's more important in principle. He's, um, he's, he's about improving the experience of the group exactly. because he knows that he might have a little more money than everybody else. Exactly. But he doesn't flaunt it. And um, the, the math skills, it's, it's, the math skills primarily come into play when, like, he's, he's getting a drink at the venues or whatever, and he knows that they sell tall boys. And, like, so, so typically a, a can of beer or a bottle of beer or whatever, it's 12 ounces. So, and I don't know how, I mean, technically, I guess a can sells for, like, a dollar or whatever, but he sees that they marked it up to $4 for a 16-ouncer, but he says, all right, I'm getting four more ounces out of this. That's a sound financial decision. Regardless of if it is, he's talked himself into it. He's a thinker. He's a thinker. Yeah, he understands that he's getting slightly more bang for his buck. So ideal sports fan uh, trait right there. And then uh, no shame. I wrote down no shame. Mm-hmm. He, he will shamelessly cheer for his team. No one can pressure him from the outside to uh, feel ashamed. If, if his team um, you know, loses 10 games in a row, that is okay, you know? He is the epitome. Do you know what, what, what people refer to as burging, Sam? No. It's basking in reflected glory. Wow. He's the king of that. It's when sports fans, we refer to ourselves as like, like we won, mm. we lost. He, he, he epitomizes yeah, that. Yeah, it's like not they. It's mm. always it's never we. they. It's always us. Um, and then uh, actually going off of this with the no shame, resilience for the good times and the bad times. You know, he, he's thinking like... Uh, the opposite of a bandwagon. Like the freaking uh, the, the the Sixers when they sucked, uh, they were what 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 the hell are they they doing? They were tanking, but yeah, they have, the Sixers were tanking. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. That was what I was thinking of. Trust the process. Sixers. I went to a lot of Sixers game during then, mostly because the tickets were pennies, and they were fans. They trusted the process. They were there through thick and through thin. And now you know they have a good regular season team. They'll never beat Boston. But <laughs> God forbid. I mean, they kind of <laughs> suck this year. That's that's beyond the point. And then. Um, Finally, a little bit of luck. You know, he's, he knew lucky guy. He's he's not the guy who he's not superstitious necessarily. He's not super superstitious by any means. Obviously, he's got a little stitious, but um, <laughs> when you know he when he when he comes to watch a game with you, they typically win. So you know, this is one of those things where you start to ask yourself, like, is it is it because of this guy? Well, because you know, sometimes you go into a game with a group of friends. There's always that guy, like you're like you just got off the tee, you're walking in, he goes. You know, I've never been to a game where they lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at him like, like, what, bro? He's like, 
they just, they don't lose when I come. And then you, and the whole time you're almost like you're almost hoping they lose. Yeah, <laughs> you're, like, you're like this fucking yeah. guy. Who, who, who's he think he is? <laughs> but but I mean his his luck too rubs off on a lot of other things. Like like he might uh, catch a foul ball. Uh, a NBA player might fall into him as he sits courtside. Um, Jumbotron left and Jumbotron, right. yeah. Kiss cam. Every girl he brings on dates, kiss cam. Um, when he when he's at Lambeau Field, Lambeau leap right into him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's these. He's the guy who's around the big moments. He um, always finds himself in the right situation. Yeah, exactly. You uh, think you, is he a specific? Are you believer in that specific types of people get good luck? Like the na- the nationalities? Um, I don't know. Who are you a lucky person, Sam? You think you are? <sighs> you know, I I don't think that I've ever really something's happened to me. I've been like, wow, that was. Thanks to my luck, but I, I know, like, you know, sometimes I'll drive around. I drive sometimes recklessly, and I, you know, I'll pull in my driveway, and I'm like, I didn't die. <laughs> Lucky you made it <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> you see, I've never, I'd say my luck is neutral, mm. but I've never won anything. We should, we should, one of these days, spark a contest where we look out for the luckiest person around, and then we should, the, uh, the We should prize, interview them is what we should do. Yeah, well, the, yeah, that's what we get out of it, but the prize for them is they get to hang around us. <laughs> Which I guess is a double whammy. That we we keep the luckiest guy around us, and we hoard his lucky magic powers, and we we see for ourselves. You know what? That r- luck should be uh, on resumes. Seriously, if, if you're if you're a reputable lucky guy, <laughs> damn right I want yeah. you around. For all you know, your boss is a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> Not super stitious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then finally, um, honorable mention for a trade of a sports fan, uh, a pension for destruction. And, you know, take this as you will, but I think when the good times are really, really good, he, he's ready to tear some shit up. He's ready to set the city on fire. Um, he knows what a good riot entails. He knows not to go too far. Um, and he's, those like are, a, he's like the animal, but, but, but the feelings are genuine. But ta- it's like when the animal goes on a week-long soul-searching retreat and channels his inner energy where it's no longer released in unfeathered... Uh, uncontrollable spurts, but rather he's internalized it to the point where it's extremely controllable. And he owns it. Yeah. Um, in, in the bad times, he I don't know, maybe he, he punches glass at your house. <laughs> <laughs> he smashes a plate. You know, you know, couch guy also hates yeah. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that the destruction guy is probably... Um, destruction guy might be the reason that um, that couch guy keeps getting a new TV. Oh, yeah. Game goes bad. Up, oh, <laughs> couch guy's getting a new TV. F- foot through the t- foot through the legs. <laughs> Bottle through the TV. Yeah. Oh but, man! All right, all right. That's good. Good little little sewed right there. We miss sports. This was damn good wine. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, we hit a point. I was, <laughs> damn, shame on me for saying. That. I was gonna <laughs> say. I, I was gonna say. You know, when when the words start slurring, you know that it's hit a little bit. No matter the amount, it always gets the same. Shame on me for saying that a bottle of wine doesn't hit the same. Camp, campo you know? viejo. Twenty minutes later, campo yeah. viejo. See, see. From the I, hills I, of Spain. You know, our, our avid listeners, and uh, you know, we're wrapping it up, we're wrapping it up, but our, our avid listeners are going to find a slight enjoyment from how we finish these episodes <laughs> to how we start it. It you, always starts quite serious. You hit, a, you hit a turning point, and then it's like a switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we miss sports. Yeah, we talked about it. Let's continue to talk about it. Everybody Follow us on the ground. Yeah, we forgot the fuck. Yeah, we'll put that <laughs> <laughs>